welcome to Going Out Your Door, the podcast to get you out your door and on the road. My name is Marjorie Frymouth. So glad you're here on what is in Colorado when I'm recording this, a lovely, bright, sunny day. We finally started to have some good weather. It feels like spring's here. Daylight saving time happened or ended. I can never remember which is on and which is off, but we have more sunlight in the evenings and I am loving it. I've also been getting out and about more. I drove over the mountains last week. I took my longest drive yet since I've started like practicing driving again in America. It's all so exciting. And I drove over a mountain pass, which was a little bit nerve-wracking, but also very fun. It was especially nerve-wracking because there's still tons of snow up in the mountains, and at the very peak, there was like snowpack on the road, and panicked a little bit, but kept my cool, and it was all good. By the time I drove back, it had all melted, and it was just like a glorious drive through the mountains. So that's been a lot of fun, getting out to see more parts of Colorado, which I really love. And I've also started to plan a Europe trip, a Europe trip for this like spring slash early summer. I'm so excited about it. I don't actually have, maybe I shouldn't have said that because I don't actually have anything like concretely planned or booked yet at this point, but it is hopefully going to happen. I've started to think about where I want to go. I'm going to be guided largely by where I can find you know, cheap plane tickets and reasonable accommodation. I'm really going to try to source like the house sitting and other ways of staying places less expensively, partly as like an experiment to myself just to see if this is like really, really possible. I've done versions of this before, you know, stayed in house sits and au pair situations or with friends or, you know, booked all the budget plane plane tickets and everything, but I haven't really done everything together. So I really want to make this as economical a trip as possible, but I'm also just so excited at the prospect of getting out and seeing new places. But, but here's one thing that I've been struggling with. Maybe you can relate. I want to go back to all the places that I've seen before. I find myself like, maybe I should spend just a couple days in Ireland, like on the way there, the way back, because, you know, Ireland's very much on the the west of Europe. But I've spent so much time in Ireland, but I always want to go back. Or, you know, maybe I should see if I can do one of those few day layovers in Iceland on the way there. And like, there's so much more to see in Iceland. I've barely seen anything. But Technically, I have been there and I want to go to new places, but it's just this constant struggle of wanting to revisit old favorites and explore more of them, but also just see the new places that I haven't seen before. So tell me if you are also struggling with that and if you have come up with any solution other than just do both, you know, spend all the time traveling, do both. So anyway, that's super fun. That's what is on the horizon for travel for me. I'm also planning a trip out of this state, I'm planning my next drive is going to be to Moab in Utah, which is near Arches National Park, the very famous national park with the glorious rock structures that you see all the amazing pictures of. So I'm going to drive there. It's about a three-hour drive. I'll keep you posted. I have a really fun place to stay that I booked the other night. It is a glamping setup. Now, I feel a little bit ridiculous because I can camp. Like, I have experience roughing it, camping, all that stuff. So the idea of saying, like, I booked a glamping experience sounds ridiculous to me, but it's one night and it looks super fun. It's a tent that's, like, pre-set up. You know, it's very, not like a, a camping tent that you think of, but more like a, an awning, but, like, fully enclosed. I don't know how to describe it. 
check my Instagram. I'm for sure I'm going to be posting pictures at going out your door. But it is a tent and it has a king size bed and like lots of amenities inside the tent and a heater. I was actually nervous about that. I checked the temperature. It's supposed to get down to like 37 at night in Moab. And I was like, even with a heater, I don't really know about that. I don't have a great perception of what temperatures feel like. Uh, But I checked with some people and was told that like with the heater and lots of blankets, that should be totally fine. So that That is where I'm going to stay in a few weeks. I will share all of the fun road trip adventures with you. But on to our fun, lighthearted topic for today. Full disclosure at the outset, this is purely for fun. It is not true. We are talking about the friendliest countries around the world. So that is my caveat that people are friendly everywhere. I have encountered the best people in all of the countries that I've traveled to. Actually thinking about it, like in all of my travels or places that I've lived, there's not anyone that stands out as being like super friendly or unfriendly. I've had mostly amazing experiences and when I've had bad experiences, they've just been like the one-off. Like it hasn't colored my perception of that city or that country, and it hasn't been across the board. Like most of the people here are very cold and unfriendly. It's just like someone who is probably having a bad day or like didn't want to deal with a foreigner or a traveler or something like that. So this is just for fun because I saw an article about it the other day, like the friendliest countries you should travel to in 2022. And I was like, I want to look into that. I want to see what all the lists are. So if your country makes this list or doesn't make these lists, don't be offended. They mean absolutely nothing. However, however, in the interest of real research, when I was trying to find different lists talking about this, a lot of these sites and blogs and articles had rankings, but did not say anything about how they ranked them, whether it was like personal experience or what measurement or research data they were using. They were just descriptions of the places themselves and a list. So I am only including the ones that at least mentioned their methodology in figuring this out in the interest of being like an actual accurate, well-researched, well-informed episode. Though again, this is not true at all. So One thing I did think of, I think one country that gets a bad rap is stereotypically being unfriendly is France, specifically Paris. There was one year in Taiwan where I lived in a, I would say a huge apartment. It actually wasn't a huge apartment, but there were a lot of people living there. It was myself and seven French people. It was a lot of fun. They are the sweetest people I've ever met and also wild and crazy and it was just like a ridiculous year but one of them was from Paris and I think I asked her about this at one point I said you know what is what is with this stereotype of of Parisians never wanting to engage with travelers or tourists or help them or refusing to speak English with them even if they do speak English and and of course I've said before like I never expect anyone in other countries to speak English they're fully within their right to prefer to communicate fully in French or their own native language but I just think it's funny that there is this stereotype of like the the Parisians who don't want anything to do with travelers and I asked her about it And she sort of confirmed it. She was like, yes, I will. You know, if someone asks me for help or asks me for directions, I'll do my best to help them. But I'm certainly not going to go out of my way to help someone who looks lost or strike up a conversation or something like that. So again, this is one 
this is one person's very reasonable assessment of the situation, but that's my one connection to a country that maybe has a stereotype for being less friendly. Though that being said, France is very high on my list for where I want to go on this upcoming Europe trip, and I do have a couple connections or reasons to be in Paris, so I, fingers crossed I am going to get there. I, it's, such, it's such a major tourist destination that it's one that like I never really considered before but now it feels almost absurd that I haven't been there and I really want to go. I have a couple friends there who just say it's incredible and the food and all the the un, undiscovered uncovered tourist sites in addition to of course like the Eiffel Tower. Anyway I'm digressing. I really want to go to France. I want to go to Paris. Okay I'm just having a blast already. I hope you are too. Our first list comes from worldpopulationreview.com. They cited the expat-focused website Internations, which I've resourced before for things I've done in my travels. Internations conducts an annual survey of expats, people who are living outside their home country, to find out which countries are the most welcoming to foreign travelers. This survey measures several metrics, including the ease of learning the language, the quality of the environment and healthcare systems, and how friendly each country's people are towards expats. So we have like definitely a little bit of research going on here, a survey, but the survey itself is focused on people's own perceptions, like how friendly the expats think these countries are. So again, that's the kind of data we have. Data, data, I can never decide how I want to say that word. The 2021 survey garnered more than 12,000 respondents who represented 174 nationalities and lived in 186 different countries. This is 2021 data. The 2022 data has not come out yet, although I think it's going to in a couple weeks. So I may update this episode or at least the blog post for this episode. Check the show notes. They list the 10 friendliest countries as number one. Taiwan. I swear I did not plan this when I was going to talk about this topic. Taiwan is ranked as number one for 2021, followed by Mexico, Costa Rica, Oman, Colombia, Portugal, Indonesia, Greece, Philippines, and Brazil. I just realized, though, that the fact that this is 2021 data and the whole pandemic situation, I wonder if that had a factor on this because Again, I've spoken about this before, very proud of it. Taiwan largely touted as being one of the most successful countries in containing the pandemic. And except for a brief few months last year, Taiwanese residents and citizens lived a fairly normal life during the pandemic without any lockdown or restrictions or things like that. So I wonder if that gave them a reason to be more friendly, or I wonder just in general how especially if this was a survey of expats. I feel like expats looking at their home countries and the general shit show that was pandemic response in many countries around the world and then comparing it to their life in Taiwan were giving really, really positive responses for what life in Taiwan was like. I wonder how that factored in, and not just for Taiwan, but in any of the other countries that ranked in this list or didn't rank. So more specifically, they looked at, well, they asked the general question, how satisfied are you with life abroad in general? That was like just a general question. And then they asked about under quality of life, leisure options, personal happiness, travel and transportation, health and well-being, safety and security, digital life and quality of the environment. There was another column under ease of settling in. They asked about feeling at home, 
friendliness, finding friends, and the language. There was also a personal finance section, although that doesn't have any other bullet points, personal finance. And the last one, working abroad, they looked at career prospects and satisfaction, work and leisure, 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 another word I can never decide how to pronounce, and economy and job security. So those were all of the different tenants that they looked at in compiling this list. The second list we're going to look at is from Travel and Leisure Magazine, but it was from Booking.com Reviews. So they looked at the reviews on Booking.com, and these are actually for cities, not countries overall, to compile this list. Now they do have their methodology as well, which I will read to you. The 2022, now we're on 2022, most welcoming cities ranking is based on the share of properties receiving a traveler review award in 2022 within a given destination. Cities were sorted by the total share of traveler review award 2022 recipients when compared to the total number of eligible properties in that city. Cities also had to have an above average number of winners to be included on this list and were curated slightly for geographic spread. That really doesn't mean anything to me, sorry, but I do think it's funny that they reported their methodology at the bottom of the article. So their list, I will read off and then we'll talk about where it overlaps with the first list. Number one, Matera, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, Italy. Number two, Bled, Slovenia. Number three, Taidong, Taiwan. Number four, Nafplio, Greece. Five, Toledo, Spain. Six, Monteverde, Brazil. Seven, Bruges, Belgium. Number eight, Nusa Lembongan, Indonesia. I hope I'm pronouncing that one correctly. I did not do my due diligence in looking these up ahead of time for this episode. Usually I try to. Number nine, Ponta Delgada, Azores, uh, Portugal. And number 10, Hoi An, Vietnam. So you can see that is a very different list, but there are a few overlaps, notably, again, Taiwan. Also, Greece and Brazil, Indonesia and Portugal. So I wonder if there might be something to this after all. We have some countries that appeared on both lists. And I really wanted to find as many lists as possible to compare and contrast and look at the different reasons they gave for their rankings. I really could not find anything else. Maybe this is not a topic that's extensively studied. But to round out our friendliness idea, I wanted to look at happiness because happiness is something that is also studied and ranked around the world. So from this, we have the World Happiness Report. Oh, this is the one that is going to update soon in 2022. So this is the list that will be updated in a couple of weeks. We are still working with the 2021 data for this one. It may not be the first list like I thought it was. The World Happiness Report has been issued since 2002 using statistical analysis to determine the world's happiness countries. In 2021, Finland was ranked as the happiest country in the world. They compile this list by analyzing Gallup polling data from 149 countries. I wonder why it's only 149 countries. Hmm. From the past three years, specifically monitoring performance in six particular categories, gross domestic product per capita, social support, healthy life expectancy, freedom to make your own life choices, generosity of the general population, and and perceptions of internal and external corruption levels. In order to properly compare each country's data, the researchers created a fictional country christened Dystopia, filled with, quote, the world's least happy people. They then set Dystopia as the rock-bottom value in each of the six categories and measured the scores of the real-world countries against this value. 
All six variables were then blended to create a single combined score for each country. Interestingly enough, the top seven happiest countries in the world for 2021 were all Northern European countries. They say it's surprising. I don't say it's surprising. <laughs> that very much fits with everything I've heard about Northern Europe and what I've experienced myself. Finland took top honors for the fourth year in a row with an overall score of 7.842. We're not going to get into the numbers for this, just the rankings. So Finland is at the top, followed by Denmark, Switzerland, Iceland, Netherlands, Norway, Sweden, Luxembourg, New Zealand, and Austria. So not only is Northern Europe heavily represented there, but all except New Zealand, number nine, are European countries. Huh. I'm not going to get into this. I think you know what I'd say. I think we can all formulate our own opinions, maybe dive into the specifics in later episodes, but this does not surprise me. Actually, you know what? It does. It does surprise me a little bit. I'm surprised that there's not, again, thinking very, very stereotypically here, I'm surprised there's not Asia rankings, although as I think this out in real time, just bear with me, maybe I am not surprised there's not Asia rankings because of work-life balance. Let me know what you think. Anyway, this is followed up by an honorable mention for Bhutan. Bhutan was excluded from the 2021 report due to a technicality. Each country's scores are based upon detailed Gallup polls, but Gallup did not conduct polling in Bhutan during the required time frame. However, the report's writers made a special effort to pay tribute to Bhutan, saying it, quote, once again provided an inspiring example for the world about how to combine health and happiness. They made explicit use of the principles of gross national happiness in mobilizing the whole population in collaborative efforts to avoid even a single COVID-19 death in 2020, despite having strong international travel links. That is crazy. So Bhutan was not on this list because no polling was done there. They fared, it seems, very well during the the first year of the pandemic, at least, pulled all their population together. And they are the originators of the gross national happiness metric. So they definitely deserve a shout out here. So with all of that being said, the research that was done to measure that to measure something that is perhaps unmeasurable, although they did a good job. Let me know what you think about those lists. Did your country rank? Do you think it should? Do you think it shouldn't? How would you describe the general friendliness of the population in your country? Have you had any countries or cities stand out to you as you travel where everyone was just unbelievably friendly and welcoming? What were they? I would really, really love, I know I say this for every single episode, but I would really, really love to hear your perceptions on friendliness in your country and countries that you've experienced when you travel. And like I said, I've encountered the best, most welcoming, warmest people everywhere I've been. So I really think across the board, in general, people are just fantastic. I try to remember that when things about the world really get me down. (laughs) So with all of my own personal perceptions included in this episode, you can send any of your stories or thoughts or questions to goingoutyourdoortravel at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at goingoutyourdoor. And if you are curious about any of my upcoming local trips or Moab arches or how my Europe trip is going to play out, give me a follow on Instagram again at goingoutyourdoor, also on Twitter at goingoutyour. And until next time with perhaps some more practical advice than this fun episode. This is Going Out Your Door. <laughs>